Puppet of the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is Popper to the People. With me here is Chris. Hello. And Peter will be joining us later. He's doing something. No clue what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> just sent me a text saying he was going to be here about 10.30, so whatever. Sweet. Yeah, so he'll join us later. What do we got going on this week? Not a whole lot. It's kind of a slow week. In news, we have uh, the, Jace, the announcement of Jace versus Vraska for the next... Planeswalker dual deck. Oh my god, Jace is so ugly in this. I know, he looks like, uh, there's one of the comments someone put on put on was uh, Travolta Jace. <laughs> Travolta Jace? You know what he looks to me? He looks like he's supposed to be an emo band, Jace. Yeah. Just a quick storyline of why they're doing this dual deck. The, the hit, they have a big, long history here. Basically, without reading it, uh, I just skimmed over it. We had a uh, Jace Bellerin has adopted Ravnica as his home, and he's trying to keep the peace. He, he, he's the one that's holding the delicate peace within the guilds on Ravnica, and Vraska is seeking to destroy that peace because she's the master assassin and she wants work, basically. What I got out of it. So, should be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, common-wise, you want to see some dazes show up in here because Dazes have before shown up in Jace's dual decks. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, what was the one? Jace vs. Chandra, I think, was his yeah. last one. Yeah, has... Jace vs. Chandra was the last one. There was a Daze in that one. So, common-wise, I think you'll see Daze, so, um, and this will be an online product, so that's something to keep an eye on. Get your get, get a hold of a free Daze. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's cool about this, too, is uh, MSRP on this is nineteen ninety nine, yep, and Jace... Bucks. Jace alone is worth more than that. Yeah, right and now. Uh, historically, your promo Jaces have actually been worth more. Yeah, I've, so pretty sweet. I'd be picking these up, picking these guys up for sure. I'm, I'm picking up four of them. I'm probably going to get four in reserve. Probably buy four of them just because. Why not have a place out of place out of Jaces? Yeah, right now Jace online is twenty eight dollars. Nice. Twenty eight tickets. So. So yeah, I'm pretty sure, and I know they do all the versus decks online. So I mean, if you're a popper player looking to get probably a day at days, which I'm willing to bet they're going to have in here. Yeah, and days is 13 tickets. Yeah, online. so I mean, the value there is already there. So pretty nice. Yeah, not bad. Then what else do we have in news? We got a vintage masters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I probably will do a pre-release on this. I usually don't I'll do online pre-releases, but this one seems like it'll almost be worth it. Yeah, and like if you happen to crack a Mox or you know Black Lotus or something like that, it'll pay for your at least a year worth of Magic Online. Oh yeah, easily. It's gonna you, you, those are gonna be hot hot ticket items. Part of the reason why I'm probably gonna probably gonna do some uh, pre-releases on this just to be able to have a chance to get a hold of one of those and. Sell it, uh, sell it off right away. Yeah, I mean, lots of value in this pre-release if people do it. So, and the only thing they've, I, th- I believe, the only thing they've really released was the uh, Power Nine. They yeah, it's the only released. thing that spoiled out of it. Yeah, it's the only thing that spoiled out of it. So, 
if that's a sign of uh, good things to come, I mean, there's probably be other, other cool stuff in it, too. So. Yeah, I forget what they said, but it's something like, you have, like, the Power 9 is, like, a super, super rare Mythic yeah, player. It's, it's like, once above Mythic. Rare. It's like, these things have a foil promo, or like, they have the foil card in every pack, and there's a small chance that your foil card could be uh, one of the Power Nine. Oh my god. Just imagine getting a Power Nine, a, power, a, a foil Mox Lotus. Yeah. Or a foil Lotus. That'd be Mox amazing. Lotus. My bad. <laughs> Long story short, me and uh, Peter are working on a, a set of our own magic with the set editor. We, we made a card called Mox Lotus. Nice. <laughs> so that's why you got it confused. But yeah, being able to open a foil black lotus would be cool. I mean, that that's yeah. that, that right there would probably be a lot of tickets. So yeah, what, here is the announcement. It's a, it's a set that'll be similar in size to Modern Masters, available only on Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, each pack will contain the following: ten commons, three uncommons, one rare or mythic rare, one premium foil card, any rarity, including the extremely rare premium foil Power Nine card, wow. or one Power Nine card. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I don't normally buy booster packs online, but I, I just might be buying a few of these. I'll be drafting the crap out of these if I can, you know? <laughs> yeah, draft pre-release doesn't matter. Yeah, I might have to do some drafting. Because <laughs> this, this is just too tempting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just... You know, it's... it's, it's for me, it's like uh, like like just... Wizards just dropped a, a hook in the water, and I'm the stupid. I'm stupid enough to bite. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, it looks pretty good. Um, should be interesting. I look forward to it. Did they have, they got, did they have any release on there? Uh, June of 2014. So pretty much come summer. Yeah. Cool. Gives them time to pick the good cards for the set. We got, oh yeah, this, the Popper to the People Secret Santa. This is being headed up by Maddie, our uh, our forum master. Uh, he is basically setting this up as a, for Christmas thing, kind of, kind of want to shoot for December 1st to have everything sent out. But, uh, and it's not mad it's not magically online related. Well, it is magic online related, but it isn't. Uh, basically, it's, uh, he's, he's going to be running the Secret Santa. You can uh, go, I have a link here in the notes that we'll put out, and you can sign up there. Basically what it is, is if you're interested, you sign up, you PM Maddie and let him know you're interested, and give him a list of stuff that you're interested in, what stuff you're, you know, a wish list. And uh, basically you have a month uh, to get, he'll mix it up, you'll get your person, and uh, you You'll have a mailing address and stuff like that, and then you send the gift out. I think there's like a ten, a ten to twenty dollar encouraged gift on here, so it's not much, but just a way, just a fun little thing, a fun little thing for the community to do to send out presents back and forth to each other in a cost-effective way. Um, so far, we've got a few people signed up. I know I signed up for it. And hygiene has there's it's it's, it's a it's a growing list but uh, it might, sounds like fun. If you have any info, you get any interest in that, you can go to the forums. I believe it is under where is it under? It's under uh, 
it's under the rules and announcements and feedback tab and then you just click on the popper of the people sent to 2013 Maddie's heading it up otherwise known as Ugular. Yep. he's setting that up so that should be fun looking forward to doing that um then we got uh, the commander decks. Them the the commander twenty thirteen deck lists have been spoiled. The deck lists, value wise, from what I'm seeing here, are pretty. You're getting for the thirty dollars you're spending, you're getting a pretty decent list of good cards. They have basically in here, just off the top, looking at the, the Esper list that they have here. You're getting a Shroom. That's one of the big EDH generals. As uh, Shroom the Hegemon. Yep. It's one of the big EDH generals that everyone likes to play with. You're getting a Sphinx of the Steel Wind, which is that really, really cool. Uh, isn't that just the Sphinx version of uh, a Chroma? Yeah. Almost. You get uh, good stuff I found in here. Mirror Battle Sphere. Yeah, your battle spheres in there. Nevenerals disc. Ooh, I see a soul ring too. Yeah, so there's a soul ring in every single every single one. Ah, but every single one of these decks, the values are there. There is a lot of decent, a lot of cool stuff in here. So it's it looks like the value is there for the thirty bucks. So, but I'm I'm I I already pre-ordered all three, all five of them. So I'll be getting all five. I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of EDH staples that uh that are hard to find. And in another note, that's the... They didn't reprint uh, the... They didn't reprint the doubling season, but they did a different version of doubling season that is what they like to call fixed and not broken. It does everything doubling season done does, except the second ability where instead of doubling counters, it only doubles 1-1 one -one counters. Huh. The card is called Primal Vigor, and it's 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 the same casting cost and everything as Doubling Season. So that that one I'm suspecting will be at least a at least a uh, half the price of a of a Doubling Season just because of its just because of how close it is to the Doubling Season. That those are, those are there. The deck lists are all up, but it looks pretty good. And then uh, I just talked a long time gone, and we're st this is still a this is still in the works of announcement. But I can announce now that there, January 11th, there will be a Popper to the People, uh, People annual tournament online. You can Sick. yes, um, it's going to be on Gathling, and uh, if you're interested, every, if people are interested, you need to sign up on Gathling to do the tournament. It's just a simple turn, a simple process. Uh, the entry fee, as of now, will be free, and I'm, I want to keep it free. I don't want to have any of you guys pay anything for it. Uh, prizes will be announced later at a later date because we're still working on getting. There's a few vendors that we can talk to about getting free prize, free prizes. There's gonna be two tournaments. We're gonna have a classic popper with the regular MTGO rulings, and then there'll be a standard popper, which Gathling already does standard popper so they already have the rulings there so that's set up just fine i will be running both tournaments that day it'll the both events will start at 12 o'clock p.m eastern time zone because that's where gathering all the tournaments start 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 at eastern time because i'm guessing that's where everyone's based out of eastern part of the country so all events will be on a saturday at 12 p.m eastern time
and we will run the tournaments from there. I'm going to learn how to utilize how to run the tournaments on there for them. So I will be running both events. I'm not going to play in them. I'm just going to run the events, which is fine with me. Uh, so that's out there. Just keep uh, keep up with. Just keep paying attention to our Facebook page. I'm going to update update as we get closer and closer to the date and all that stuff. Uh, good or yeah. So that's basically all. You got any news, Chris? Uh, no, not really. Nothing. What do you no. do this week? Uh, I played a little bit this weekend. I updated uh, Illusory Tricks, which is uh, Baba's deck. It's yeah. a mono blue tempo deck. I yeah. updated it and I went three one. You can see that nice. on the YouTube channel. Let me go That's ahead cool. and uh, let me go ahead and find that and link okay. it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, other than that, what it really taught me was um, uh, mono black control actually is not impossible to beat with Delph with uh, blue tempo decks. Yeah, you've got a few different ways to do it, and the way that I attacked the uh, the Mono Black Control decks was by outdrawing them with Muldrifters and Fathom Seers. Oh. And if you, you know what a Fathom Seer is, Yeah. Right? So I outdrew them with Muldrifters and Fathom Seers, and then I outvalued them with Serrated Arrows and Stormbound Geists. Nice. And then you know, basically counterspells to, to back everything else up to stop the Grey Merchant Chains from happening, and I ended up losing, I only lost to a mono black control list that was, I was at one life, he had five mana open, and he played a Pestilence, and uh, Pestilence me for one, otherwise he was lethal on the next turn, and I would have 4 would the deck, uh, uh, 4 the tournament. Wow. But, it was really close, and it was very good, very good choice that day, and I liked the modifications that I did to it. What did I do this week? I uh, oh yeah, I did the fir- very first update to the modern peasant cube, the modern silver black cube, uh, and we after playing it, and I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the list where it stands right now. We added a whole bunch of cards that like should have been in there but weren't. Like I couldn't believe it. Uh, light, the lightning helix wasn't in there. I was like, really. <laughs> You forget Lightning Helix. It's only like one of the best like cards ever, and that's like a lightning bolt. How do you forget yeah. that card? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was just completely shocked that 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 was forgotten. It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that like wrong. isn't that like a first pick in cube or something? Pretty much, <laughs> Lightning Helix is like a first pick. It's especially yeah. silver black because. Uh, uh, you're not necessarily dealing with the same same deal, dealings as Popper because you do have creatures that are power of that have toughness above four because you're dealing with uncommons. But you're still, ba- I mean, Lightning Helix is still like a good card. I mean, it's instant win in some cases. Yeah. Depending on wh- where it's placed, I mean, it's such a really good card. It's just ridiculous. Um, we uh, went with a different engine, like like. The big, uh, the big mana fixing engines in the popper cube were guild gates and guild signets. Where, when we did this, uh, when we did it this time around, we wanted to switch it up a little bit and not go with the guild gates. So we used the bounce lands and the guild, not the signets, but the uh, the guild key runes. Oh yeah. So running the key runes with the dual land, you're still virtually getting the same effect that that you did with the popper cube, where you had one land that came into play tapped that made 
any color mana, and then you had the signets that were the, you know, tap one mana and produce both at the same time. You're getting the same thing, just different ways, I guess. The dual lands are the ones that are making the double mana instead, and the uh, your artifacts are making the single mana. But the reason why we went with the key runes was because you, it's the key runes have that nice little extra feat of being creatures. You can yeah. turn them into creatures, which in a cube that I don't want to say this is a powered cube, but in a cube where you got really good uncommon modern strategies, you're, you're going to want a creature sometimes. It's that simple. You're going to want a creature coming out of nowhere, depending on what guild you're using. Yeah. So that's why we threw those in there. And uh, as of right now, we're going to keep Lingering Souls, and I know how you don't like it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, if it gets too powerful, it's... it's. It, I got a list of cards that are on the watch list in that cube, and Lingering Souls is one of them. Because I do know that. I, I, I'm pretty familiar with how ridiculous that card can be. Uh, say, if I'm in your cube, I'm first picking Lingering Souls. I'm sure what else is in the pack. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, maybe I'll take Remand over Lingering Souls. But... <laughs> so... But, I mean, we're going to keep it in. It's on a watch list. If it becomes too powerful, it will get kicked out, and we'll replace it with the uh, Sorcery Speed one that just makes two instead. Uh, But, yeah, so that's there. Uh, And I I posted both on Facebook, or on Facebook, so if anyone wanted to try practice drafting them, just to try it out with the updates. There, There were significant upgrades made to the Popper Cube, too, but... Like I said, I'm not gonna. But right now, I'm too focused on getting the modern silver black to where the popper one is, where it's you pretty much got a set list. Because even though we, I did those updates, I don't necessarily think that uh, I'm not completely confident in the what we added. It has to be tested, like every cube, everything has to be tested, and you got to look at results of what decks are winning. Because Celestia still has, in my opinion, still has too many cards in it. I mean, I did cut down Celestia's power a lot. It was at 27%. Like, Celestia made up 20%, 27% of the cube. I'm there. Other than that, basically, I dra- my friend had his birthday this weekend, and he bought, uh, he bought a box of Theros, and he wanted to keep all the cards, but he wanted to draft it. That's sweet. So we drafted like- it. I found an interesting. I found out an interesting combo of cards because being that we he was keeping all the cards, we could draft for fun and try different crap. I pulled off a Nylea's emissary and Howler Howlergeist deck. That was Golgari. Howlergeist. What is Howlergeist? It worked. Howlergeist is an enchant creature that uh, has the uh, he gets plus X plus X for creatures in all graveyards. Oh, yeah. And you can bestow them and do the same thing. And the uh, Nylea's Emissary is that she's the 3 3 trample creature that has the bestow to give plus 3 plus 3 trample. And basically, you take commune, you, you draft commune with the gods and just start dumping your graveyard. And I actually made it work a few times, and it was actually kind of stupid. <laughs> because they would kill the cre- whatever the main creature was, they'd kill the other creature. Like, they'd kill Nylea. That's fine. But the Howler would come into play, and the Howler was the one that was giving all the power to the to Nylea's Emissary to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it was it was just it was just really funny how how they interchanged with each other because it didn't matter what card you had. I mean, you could play the Nylea emissary and be fine because either way you're going to get one of those creatures back when it get whatever gets killed. So it wasn't that bad. It was a pretty cool deck to play. But it was just kind of weird to make Golgari work. It was like, this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's about all I did this weekend. Just played a lot of Magic again and stuff like that. But, yeah. yeah. I hate I hate Theros. I'm going to say it right now. I hate the, I hate the format. Why? Because I hate the Voltron stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of Voltron stuff in it. Make a bigger, better creature. Just let it just go. Yeah, that's what it feels like the format is to me. And I hate I hate playing against that in Classic Popper. I hate playing against Hexproof. I hate playing against Cyclops. Yeah. You know, and I hate playing as those decks either. I don't think that's fun. I think it's like... It's almost like playing a game of Solitaire, and I just really hate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we're going to have a new block. I mean, I mean I'm, we're going to have a new block coming in. They do three months every block. Or three months every set, so we're gonna have a brand new set to play with. So yeah, but what that's is gonna the, change soon. The new set is, I mean, the new set's gonna basically be an add-on, right? The new set's gonna be a small set. Yeah, but so I think all it's this... gonna do is add-on. So it's gonna have more bestow and more heroic nonsense. Yeah, well, and... I heard rumored that the first set was supposed to be Greek gods, and the second set was supposed to be Roman gods. They're the same gods. Well, no, well, yes and no. <laughs> they they change the names and they do different stuff. It's really weird. All right, but, how do I? For anybody listening to this podcast, how in the world do I find my gathering password if I lost it and I don't have the email that was the confirmation that said my password? I have no clue. I don't know, because there's not like a con there's not like a thing where it's like click here if you lost your password. It doesn't exist on this site. Yeah, that's weird. It tells me like I'll try to log in, like register and Yeah. It's like, hey, this username already exists, and I'm like, okay, so I forgot my password. What do I do now? Can you email me? No, there's no email link. Yeah. I don't have to ask long time gone about it, because I know I retrieved it a while ago. I can't remember how I did it. All right. So, cool. We got uh, Jason Gray, who did an article on standard popper aggro. It's a pretty decent article. It basically, he goes through a few deck lists here. Uh, mono, what is the mono? Uh, Rakdos deck? A Rakdos aggro deck? And we got a Gruel aggro deck, which the Gruel aggro, I think the Gruel aggro looks better, but I like red green better than Rakdos aggro. I think Rak, I think Gruel and Rakdos aggro are achieving different things, really. Like, one is just putting big beasties out, and Rakdos is just kind of the emo aggro deck. They're just being, like, punisher, hurting, you're hurting yourself in the process of trying to aggro, so. Peter wants in now. Well, I added him already. He just has to answer it. I'm right here. There you are. Okay. You are. Sorry, Skype was being dumb. I had a, I didn't want to, like, you logged in, and then did not open the window. <laughs> did you say Skype was being dumb? How dare you talk about Skype that way? Yeah, don't be I'm talking sorry. about Skype that way. I'll write a formal apology, three pages at least. We've been doing good so far with no problems, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, except for your Bandicam shuts off Except my Bandicam shuts off every seven minutes. What? Or so. And I forget for seven minutes mine. <laughs> Yeah, it shuts off every seven minutes. I gotta re hit the record button again. Whatever. I have it up front so I can see it. 
Okay, did you double check that at least you can put the recordings back together and they're not just broken crap now? Well, his his uh, Chris is going pretty smoothly right now, so we'll we'll get yeah. it working. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, so speaking <laughs> that's of not dudes. the kind of stuff you tell me the first time I walk in here. It's like, oh, by the way, we've been having issues this entire night. Knock on wood. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, by uh, the way, another news. I don't know if you guys saw it on my what? Twitter, but uh, no, of course Peter didn't because he doesn't have Twitter. No. Damn straight. Um, <laughs> uh, my computer, my old laptop, completely crapped the bed. Did it not finally? Yeah. So I switched everything over to my wife's laptop, and it's running infinitely faster and smoother. And uh, previously when I recorded with Bandicam, my CPU usage on the resource manager thing was at like 86% or more. And right now I'm chilling at like 17% and I'm recording. Nice. Yeah. Stuff's figured out. Yeah. So this computer runs a lot faster. It's like two years newer than the one I was using. Oh. So it's pretty sweet. That's cool. <laughs> Good thing I edit this right. Basically, we're talking about we're uh, talking about standard Jason popper? Gray's aggro deck. Uh, Jason uh, Gray did an article on standard ag- popper aggro decks. He has a Rakdos and a Gruel build. Probably so. the two best gr- aggro decks you have in the format right now. Yeah, but there's yeah. just two deck lists on it. Check it out. Pretty good stuff, as normal. The MTGO Strat team, the uh, writing team, just does awesome work. This is a bit more interesting of an article, though. This is uh, the... Dan did this article, and it is the analysis of Classic Popper Online. No, that wasn't Dan. It was somebody else for, like writing, and Dan posted it, I think, uh, right? Well, Dan posted it. Yeah. Dan posted it. It's a Popper metagame analysis as of October 24th. So, pretty recent. Uh, basically, it has in here the percentage of decks winning White Weenies at 38%. Slivers are at 30.7%. Acid Trip, I'm guessing that uses the blue acid card? Yeah, Reality okay. Acid. Yeah, Reality Acid so, deck. So, backing this up, what this what these percentages are is, of the decks that place, how many of these, what percentage are place, places 4-0? So White Weenie, 38% means 38% of the times that White Weenie places, it's a 4-0. Yeah. And that's just sort of showing you the how consistent the deck is. Yeah. Then we got an Acid Trap deck at 30%. Stompy's at 28%. Uh, that's pretty good numbers, I think. Black Blue Trinket Control, 23.5%. Burn is at 22.5%. Delver, 21%. It's fallen down a little bit. <laughs> Once again, this is... 21% that place are for Yeah. So. Delver plays with 42 decks, which sure beats the crap out of Slivers. At oh, yeah, decks. definitely. Then we got Affinity at 19.4 and Mono Black Control at 18.8. Mono Black Control is a thing. <laughs> well, we all kind of knew that was going to be the thing. Yeah. It's the. After a uh, yeah, post, it was like the best control deck. Yeah. Yep. And since it picks apart fairies like it's nothing, yeah. more power to it. <laughs> And our the current tier one decks are Affinity, Mono Black, Control, Delver, and Delver Fiend. Yeah, that's falling off of the wayward side. Yeah, I know it, it is. will. <laughs> it will. But it is. It's nice. Uh, just Nate, let it, just let Nate have his little moment in the hey, shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Yay. thing. God it's a thing. Bless, it's a thing. <laughs> My favorite deck is winning. Yay! My favorite deck is winning. I mean, you won't hear from it again. <laughs> now so. Funny thing, funny thing you said about that, Peter, that Mono Black Control tears apart fairies. The Mono Black Control lists that are running around right now are eschewing 
unearth and crypt rats in favor of this like this all in gray merchant strategy. So <laughs> there a lot of the things that they were used to be able to beat uh fairies with, they're just getting rid of. So, you know, crypt rats just completely wrecked fairies and unearth completely wrecked fairies. Yeah. But now they're moving away from those and I just played a blue tempo deck in a daily on Saturday and I uh, posted the link to it in the show notes there. And I went 3-1 and I beat a mono black control list. And I've beaten mono black control list playing just straight up Delver recently too. Yeah, they're that's moving good. away from the stuff that's, that kills Delver and playing these all in strategies that I can just counterspell and win. Yeah. Uh, why don't do that? It was coming back and it was gonna be good and no. Yeah. Don't tell me this, Chris. I am so happy to see it and now you just like kick my puppies straight now. in the keister. Right down the stairs. I say, now what's funny is... around the bend. <laughs> say, but, uh, Nate, you mention uh, Belch's list all the time. Sneak Attack Kid's list? Yeah. Yeah, his list still tears me apart. <laughs> if, anybody's running, if anybody's running his list, then I, I lose instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Belch's list is ridiculous. That's all it is. It's just flat-out oppressive. Yeah, I talk with him a lot on uh, yeah. on Twitter and on Magic Online. How's your guys' group thing going that you're working out? Uh, we won the first rounds. So there's that, and Team DBC beat the other team uh, 3-0. Mezzel was playing Delver, and he just wrecked the other t- the team that they were playing against. <laughs> yeah. So that could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> then we got on the Tier 2 decks the White Weenie, Boros Kitty, and Burn. That. And then your Tier 2.5 is Black, uh, black Blue Trinket, uh, Muck, your... Uh, the, the control, the blue control deck, Slivers. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, blue control, Slivers, Stompy, and Familiar. So Familiar's dropped down to a 2-5, which doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> well, like we said last time, or did the... Did we ever actually get last week's episode up at all, or did it just kind of, like, fall? Chris got so, it, and it's fine. Okay, sweet. But no, uh, kind of like we were saying last time, like, it just... It takes longer for the entire deck to play out. Yeah. And since it's closer to the, uh... If you're, especially if they're going for the, uh... Trade wins method, where they replay the trade wins repeatedly, repeatedly, it falls to a counter spells that much easier. Because the big thing about Storm was, even if you had counter spell, you couldn't stop all the copies. Yeah. Where if you go in the trade wins, you just got to counter the trade wins once, and they go, oh, well, I don't get thirty copies of that now. This is going to be a lot more awkward for me to play out. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's a lot easier to disrupt and break. So. Oh yeah. It's yeah. still there, I guess. People aren't giving up on it. They won't let it die. Oh, no. Someone's always going to find a way to play a version of Storm, one way or another. Yeah. The only no. thing that makes me sad was, uh... What was it? What was the one red dude that, whenever you targeted him, you'd put a dude in from, to play? The Crone Crusader. Uh, Crone Crusader? That dude. I forgot who it was in the uh, forums. They had a sweet concept until we realized that, uh... Heroic works only if you cast it, not only if you target a spell with the guy, because... Yeah. He could have made yeah. a sweet token deck with Storm card. <laughs> yeah, just target a crone over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like Ground Rift or something where your target creature can't like block their turn. But like, oh, I don't care if my Crone Crusader can't block. If I hit him with 30 copies of Ground Rift, it would have made a bajillion tokens. That would have been sweet. Yeah. But like I said, you need to cast the spell, actually, so you only get one token out of the entire deal. It's kind of bull. It's probably what they thought about when they... It's probably the reason why they made it that way. To like, we're going to put cast on here because you know someone's going to storm and Just, abuse whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hush everything. We can't let this happen. So yeah, just to ruin everyone's day. Yeah. Uh, so the reason they, the reason they did it that way is so that you can't like activate them with pingers or 
you know, things well, that are like... Well, it says you know, spells. Cards, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think they had Storm in mind when they worded it that way. <laughs> no. no I, don't think they, I don't think they give a crap about Storm. No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay, so there's that article. And then we got a uh, ThoughtCast article, which I like his articles. David Schaffer's... I think it's David Schaffer. Yep, it's not Schaefer. Schaefer. Um, his articles are pretty good. Uh, Thoughtcast, yep. Fall 2013 revision of the top ten list of cards you should be brewing with, but probably aren't. Yeah. Uh, he has a big, long list of cards for every color. There's, like, ten for each color, so... Yeah, and this is actually the article that got me to play Illusory Tricks, to revisit Illusory, illusory Tricks. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, that'd be pretty good against uh, Affinity. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Dreamstalker is really good against Affinity, and Affinity is the number one deck in the meta right now, so. And Dreamstalker yeah. is a pain to get rid of. <laughs> Five Dumpus? Ain't no yeah, one swinging into that. <laughs> yeah. He blocks Mirror Forces or Carapace Forgers all day, and. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't die to Flame Slash. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty beastly. So, that's pretty cool. I've always been a fan of Dreamstalker. I've actually, when I, I know when I'm drafting the Popper Cube, if I play blue, I'm always looking for Dreamstalker because there's so many cool it's things. It's the you dude can who do can hold him. down the fort with. <laughs> you can hold down the fort with him, and you can get back a come into play ability. Yep, it's just a lot of fun. Train of thought. Oh, I like that card. The replicate draw card spell. Yes. So, yeah, Memory Lapse, that's another one of my favorite cards. Wish it did a lot more better stuff. But, uh, yeah, so there, that article's there, check it out. And then, uh, we're gonna, but before we go into the metagame, how was your, how was your week, Peter? Not bad. Pretty straightforward, taking it easy, getting stuff ready for Halloween. Yeah. The usual, I guess. Yeah. Oh, got to try and fix my sister's computer until it completely exploded in my face, so went and helped me got a new one. <laughs> After you <laughs> broke it? Dude, no, it, no, it got to the point where, I don't know what... They had a weird virus on the computer, so it was one that started up on boot up. Yeah. And it ran in Ghost Windows, so you can't get out of it. And so whenever you try to open anything, it just overlays it so you can't actually access anything. And eventually, it got its way into safe mode, so that whenever you try to boot it up in safe mode, it just froze, and just, like, automatic shutout. We're like, well, if we can't even get into this. And, of course, they weren't paying attention and got rid of their uh, restore CD. Yeah. So we couldn't even change the boot method to go boot CD drive first before anything else, so there was nothing we could literally do. Nice. It sucked. Uh, modern yeah. technology, isn't it great? Oh, no, that thing was not modern. It was, like, ten years old or something oh. like that. <laughs> it okay. needed to go anyways. Okay. So this is the week of new computers for everyone? Kind of. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You got Pretty a new much. one yet? <laughs> uh, I didn't get a new one. I got my wife's laptop, which is two two years newer, newer than mine was. No, I'm not going to get a new one soon. I'm just going to use this one. <laughs> nice. She has the desktop that she uses. She uses a laptop for whenever she goes down to her parents' house. And, oh. Yeah. So, so she has something to do while her parents, you know, do whatever they do down there. Oh. Yeah. Are you supposed to be visiting your parents when you go when you see your parents? Yeah, you'd think so, but no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. I, family dynamic. I'm not even going to go into it. Yeah, I know how that works. I have family I don't like talking to, too. So, all right. The metagame. We have uh, two events. Well, the first event here, we have uh, 
a 4-0 Urza list that Chris had some thoughts to talk about with it. Yeah. Go for it, Chris. So I've played with it and i played against it a lot, and what I found was it dies to counter spells. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's so threat light that, uh, and unlike the Is It Post of old, it doesn't have counter spells to back up its threats. Yeah. The main deck, there's no counter spells in the main deck. So, yeah. you know, if if he tries to play Zulamog's Crusher and a counter spell, and he goes, oh, darn. And then he tries to play his Rolling Thunder and a counter spell, and he goes, oh, darn. <laughs> and then he's like, he's out of threats, right? He's yeah. got no real way to kill me. Yeah. So, I, I've beaten it in daily events quite a bit. Probably just a yeah. thing. <laughs> but it does beat the tar out of Affinity and Mono Black Control. Well, yeah. The, the Fangirl Marauders keep you alive long enough to, you know, to beat up the Grey, the gray Merchant Chains. And then you yeah. can just, you know, crusher them out or rolling thunder them out or whatever. Okay. Um, and, you know, Affinity, they can't use their ATOG anymore because Finger and Marauder gains some five life every time they sack not the land. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Then we got uh, Sustain 42 with a Delver Blue list. What was the biggest thing on this list? I, I, ma- I noticed that he's running four unsummons, four Vapor Snags. <laughs> so apparently he wa- he he's used to going against... Uh, Aggro decks. <laughs> uh, so. just, I don't know, he's taking tempo to, ex- to an extreme. Yeah. I don't know if you won these games by just flat out, you know, getting it, getting his opponent down to zero, or if he just <laughs> opponents off so bad that they just just quit. Uh, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> Take it. I don't even care anymore. I want my life back. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, if you look at this list, there's, like, four counterspells. And they got cloud, you got the Cloud of Fairies thing, but they're only effective to a certain point. Yeah, he did what Delver does. He played a couple of fairies. He bounced a couple of things with Unsummons and Vapor Snags. He counterspelled them on the way back down, and then he ninja. Yeah. And then you're I like, get... well, what the heck just happened to me? I went from, from 20 to 0 in five turns, and I couldn't play anything. <laughs> and whatever I did play, it went back to my hand. <laughs> I, wait, you're not going to cover those? Yes, Vapor Snake at the end of your turn, son of a... Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. yeah, it's a pretty interesting deck. It's just that I, I got to imagine that whoever is playing against this just got really, really mad. That's exactly like... Well, that play is kind of like... You give a gift to like a child and Chris is going, Here, it's that toy you always wanted for. <gasps> Mom, Dad, you're the best. Oh, wait, this is for your cousin Billy. <laughs> and they take it away. It's just, oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting list. And then we have a list by Sparrow. It's a flicker control mill. Yeah, the familiar list that they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yep, the familiar list. It's just a familiar list. It, it looks pretty cool. I, I just, I, I wish, I kind of want to play, build this deck and just try it out because it looks like fun. All right, these types of decks, like playing familiar lists, is they're not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> They take a lot of practice to get down. And they look like fun. It looks like fun to play. Yeah. Because I've never played with my list before, and yeah. I, I've never been able to succeed with them. Let's <laughs> get fed not up. In competitive, not in competitive. Then we have another daily here where we have a 4-0 slivers list. Boo. So. Out of fan of the slivers? I don't blame you. Most people aren't. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it isn't. That, that, I, yeah, the only thing what was about this list that I thought was just kind of who's what's the guy's name? Uh, Asaleon or whatever. 
Esselin, there it is. Um, it's basically your basic list. I mean, it, but I do notice that he's got a lot of the newer slivers in. If you yeah. no, yeah, yeah, the new slivers is what really makes that list pop. Yeah. So. Except he's playing Rangers Gal for some god unknown reason. Why yeah, that's kind of weird. That I found that kind of weird too. I don't, I don't understand the Rangers Gal or the fact that he's just going to ten fours and ten planes. It's because some people make poor life decisions. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I play think the Masswood. Yeah. It's just better. Yeah. I think there'd be like a Celestia Guildgate in there at least. No, nah, there's. That's why I hate slivers, because they're always just hoping for the nut draw, and they're hoping that their mana works, and sometimes it does, and, you know, if they do have that, then, well, it's just like Affinity. Sometimes they just run over you because they have so much stuff on board. Yeah, pretty much. But like I said, like we've said before, like, Affinity's, or Slivers' biggest weakness is the fact that it does not mulligan well at all. No. no. Never mulligans, right? If you mulligan past six, you've probably already lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you're just luckily winning. You're, you're, the person you're playing against realizes they're playing their uh, what is it? Momir big deck. Yeah. Oh, oh, oops. Well, lucky <laughs> you, but yeah. <laughs> I would always. Uh, I was. I'm, I'm playing mono black control a lot recently, and what always sucks is like, all right, I got crypt rats on the board. I'm good to go now. Next turn, two lords. And I'm like, crap. Well, now now he's out of crypt crypt rat range. Because <laughs> like, right, the next turn I have I can crypt rat for four, but his these guys have five toughness now. Yeah. Dang it! <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> then plays, yeah. Then he plays like a flanking sliver and I can't block. I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Yeah. That is just backbreaking. It's like Sidewinder and you're like, oh, this just can, this just changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, does the side, does that, uh, is that one of those abilities that stacks too? Yes. So you can have double flanking? Yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I can play my uh, my chittering rats. I can't even block their one ones. <laughs> God, chittering rats just die. Yeah, chittering rats. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have. Uh, yeah, so basically that's all that. That I, I don't. I didn't see anything else in that list that really appeared to me as anything out of the ordinary. Slivers list. I don't know. Sideboard's kind of weird. Yeah, sideboard's weird, but like the other ones are pretty common. Like there's mono black rats here. There's Another mono black rats. Um, your Garrick's this looks like a white uh, stompy list, and uh, another stompy list. So yeah, just nothing really popular. Written. And then you got the Boros, the the kitty, yeah, the kitty the kitty deck. So I mean. Nothing really. Uh, not nothing really else. Nothing here really made was that interesting. You, there's, if you scroll down, there's a deck by mother-in-law, that's uh, a flicker rat deck. No, oh, which see is that. a nice little segue into our topic. Yes, it is. So, topic uh, one. Go yeah. before it, Chris. It's your thing. Yeah. So what I found from the uh, brew of the month, the October brew of the month, was it's cute, right? It's and sometimes you don't you do win games, but what it mostly is is yeah. Sometimes you can mize wins off the children rat flicker combo, but like what I found typically more was I was just winning based on the fact that I was a blue black control deck or yeah. you know a mono black control deck with splashing blue. Uh, so at that point in time, it's like why am I not just playing mono black control? It's way more consistent and uh, can get wins a lot more consistently than having to hope for my 
Ghostly Flicker Chittering Rat combo to maybe lock them out of the game if they don't kill my Chittering Rat response. Or they don't counterspell my Ghostly Flicker. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of people have placed with this deck, with this combo, but I think mostly it's not because of that. I think if you're going to go for Ghostly Flicker, that's all, that's all it is, though. I think it's just too cute to work. So, basically, like, a couple of people have placed with the deck, but I think mostly they're just placing based off of, you know, just generally solid control game plan, and sometimes they mized wins off of a Ghostly Flicker Chicken Rat combo. I don't have any exact statistics on that, but usually when I was winning with that deck, it wasn't because of the Ghostly Flicker Chicken Rat combo. It was, you know, that was a win more. And I guess that's really what can be said about it is, you know, uh, Flicker Chittering or Flicker Ravenous are just their win more conditions. I think you're just better off placing, you know, making a more consistent deck that does something that it's trying to do a lot more consistently than, you know, just trying to win with the flicker rat combo. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, yeah, prison decks just don't work well in poppers because we don't have, it takes too much to put the pieces together. Even when you do, it takes so long that it's not hard to disrupt or you should have won by that point already, it seems. Yeah. So it's like win more. That's what I was getting out there. It's like, you know, the mono black control lists are, they're going to do exactly what they need to do to win, and they're not going to go any further than that, right? They're going to they're gonna get their Okiba gang on the board and just kill everything else, everything you try to play anyway, with verdicts and whatnot. Or, you know, they're not worried about you know, flickering during your draw step, that way you can't play anything, you know? Yeah. And while that was some, sometimes okay, it was it would have been just as fine to you know, cast Mystical Teachings a few times and get four removal spells in my hand rather than worry about... Putting the pieces together for... Putting the game. pieces together for flickering my rat and protecting my rat and, you know, then just hoping that they didn't counterspell my flicker. Pretty much. Do something that will actually establish your board state as opposed to slowly putting a puzzle together in front of your opponent. Yeah. And it's not like it's a subtle thing either. They know what is coming. And actually what sort of taught me this was uh, I came up against a teaching stack and they just... They would tutor up whatever they needed. They had three mystical teachings in their deck, and I was just like, okay, so I got my flicker combo online, and they, they go teachings for a counterspell. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I, I can deal with that. And then, like, they go teachings for, uh, like, a verdict or something, and they verdicted my mnemonic wall. And I was like, ugh. So every time I tried to put the pieces together, they would just do something else that would break the combo again. They always found a way to throw a wrench in the plan. Yeah. You know, and then it was also, it was just too slow and inconsistent to beat Delver decks. Pretty much, all they need to do is half, like, half out-temple you. Just like, okay, what set you back once or twice, and then, because if you can't get that, uh, Monotic Wall down turn five or whatever. Yeah. Problems are not going to be in your favor. Or, uh, game's not going to be in your favor. Uh, if I could talk. Oh, hey, did Nathan want back in now? I think so. Nathan, yeah, you there? Back. Okay, cool. I don't know what happened. I, I hit blue screen for some reason. I have no clue what the heck happened. Deck There's fine now. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, I just finished talking about. We just basically talked about the uh, the flicker and rats and how it was just too cute and it was too much work to get going. You sacrifice too much for con uh, for consistency. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. You, you you got everything still recording, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. uh, 46 <laughs> minutes into the recording. Thank God. I hope you still have your initial recording there, though, because I didn't have that. Yeah, I got the initial one. Yeah. 
Hey, do you want to like re-talk about stuff at the beginning just in case? I don't remember where my recording stopped, but okay, we can do that. That's fine. We'll yeah, and since we got that, fucking Peter here, first. yeah, you're gonna have to edit a lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially my half-assed rant we had there when shit went sideways. <laughs> uh, so topic two. New brew. What do we know? New brew. Uh, I've heard a lot of people said that they wanted standard popper instead. Oh yeah. Well yeah, we'll, we'll do a standard popper. This is normally what we do. We do we did a classic brew. Now we can do a standard popper. I don't know. What is? I haven't paid attention to standard popper since Theros. What do we want to try, it, Peter? Oh, what do I want to try? Jeez, we've already done blue black control, and we've done blue white control. We've done gruel agar, which I freaking love, and that still seems to be the dominant factor. Uh... Model Black Devotion is kind of a deck right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it seems um, to be the... <laughs> well, looking at the most recent list here, the standard deviations popper variable thing here that was posted on MTGO Strat, um, it looks like Model Black Devotion was the... Most, the most the most played deck at two. <laughs> Why is everybody else playing one of that? Sweet. Go into playing that one, or do you, we want to play a deck that tries to counter it? Uh, hard to say. See, I don't know, like, what the, what are the commons that I can really play with in, in Theros? Obviously Grey Merchant, which made a huge splash in. Yeah. Isn't there the one that you, you count your devotion and your, your player, the player has to reveal an X amount of cards? Yeah, the Disciple of Phoenix. I know that yeah. guy. What about green? What about green? What does green do? I like green. Green's my. Do some awesome. mono green stompy. <laughs> or no! Ooh, no! Mono green ramp for a Nessian asp. Ramp, ramp for Nessian asp. Throw Is that eight a thing? and see what the hell happens. <laughs> <laughs> so mono green ramp. Is that what we're gonna seen do? A ramp? We haven't seen a ramp deck in standard popper forever. Can it be an actual thing? I think Can we can do it? it. Give us a week to brew, and I think I guarantee you could come up with something. We've got at least one or two mana dorks to work with. We got uh, yeah. the new elvish mystic. We got the dude that un we got the what is it the satyr that does something, and we also have the dude that untaps guild gates or something like that. So we have yeah. mana dorks we can work with easily. Unfortunately, mm. we don't have like arbor elf and all the other fun jazz anymore. But I'm sure mm. we can think of something. Also, don't we have the one dude you can sack to make like three mana, or is he uncommon? Uh, I know the guy you're talking about. We've mixed red mana, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. As long as you have the one green, you need to cast Nessian Asp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll do Nessian. We'll do uh, Nessian Asp dot deck. Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. Nessian Asp dot deck. Yeah. Yes. So, mono green. Do we want to splash blue at all? Oh, what do we gain from blue, is the question. Yeah. We, gain, oh, we can keep the Ness and Asp alive, which I suppose is awesome. Yeah, Beetle Form Mage. And I'm looking at the deck list right Beetle here. Beetle Form Mage is awesome. I like, I like that card in my cube. That card's in the cube. Get Feral Oculus, too, if you go blue-green. Ah, uh, no, I'm not going to make Feral Oculus. Wait. Ooh, you Feral 3-5 when you buff him. Hmm. So he's, he costs two, and he can hold down the four against most things. Frizzle? Yeah, the Frizzled Oculus, or whatever. Frill. Frilled. Frilled, 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 frilled Oculus. Frilled Oculus. I guess so. Let's do it. Could be a thing. 
I'm doing all right. So green, green, maybe splash blue if we want to. Yeah. So Nation asks, Nation asks, deck. Yeah. Make it a snake. Death by snakes. And does that reach? So he'll destroy. Ooh. I'm getting way too excited for this. He's a four-five for five. That's pretty sweet on its own, right? Oh yeah. Even if you don't make a monsters, he can beat face like no other. Yeah. The other biggest beater that we ha that is in this uh, freaking ogre jailbreaker, and that yeah. dude wreck face on his own too. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Plus we got rumbling Baloth and advocate of the beast. Oh man! All right, oh, I'm man. getting excited now. <laughs> Game time, kids. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna do mono green with the possibility of blue, and we're gonna abuse Nesh and Asp. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's so do it. Alright. <laughs> Alright. So, Peter, you weren't here. But to start with, we talked about Jace versus Vraska. Yes, as a dual deck. It's coming out. And how ugly Jace is. Looks like John well, Travolta. He looks like John Travolta or the lead singer of an emo band. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nothing wrong with John Travolta, but Jace does not look cool. I, I don't. All the fanboys and girls can just hate me upright. I cannot stand the art for Jace. The only time I've ever enjoyed the Jace art was uh, Jace Bellerin. Yeah. I like Jace the Mind Sculptor art. And actually, the arch I didn't like. I didn't mind the Architect Thought art either. Pre the yeah. previous Architect Thought. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like Jace Memory Adept art. But no, it looks pretty cool. I'm. I like. I said. I'm getting four of them. I'll be by getting a playset. Jace's. You're a mook. Why? Why not? Your mom's a mook. No, she's a lovely person. All right. And then what else do we have? The vintage masters. What do you think of that, Peter? Vintage, freaking vintage masters. masters. It's gonna be on power nine. Huh. On Magic Online. Oh, on Magic Online. Yeah. I quickly lost uh, interest. I'm sorry. What? You do realize we're a Popper podcast, right? And Popper's only really supported on Magic Online. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, there's there's kind of a thing about that. Yeah. No, there's the fact that uh, we were talking about the fact that uh, the Vintage Masters, any of your Power Nine are going to pretty much get you um, Buko tickets yeah. for a while. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I've never, I don't do too many of my... Events online, so this one I'm probably gonna do. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over. Vintage is fun, but I don't have anything to play in the. Oh, is it Vintage Draft or? Uh, just... Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be draft. Uh, it's gonna be draft format primarily, uh, as the set goes. And I think it's probably gonna be much like Modern Masters, where it's out for like two weeks, and that's all you have to do yeah. it. And in those two weeks, you need to open. The water's going. If they like this, maybe perhaps we can do a vintage masters and legacy masters. You know, give breathe some life into those dead formats. Yeah. Well, they read. They they said that. I love me some serious legacy, but uh, it's just. Ugh. <laughs> well, they had said that uh, Power Nine were going to come by the end of the year initially, but in their press statement, they said uh, that they wanted to do it justice, so they pushed it back to June. Yeah. So next summer we'll get it. Good thing they'd rather take their time with it rather than screwing it up. Yeah. yeah, and here's what they said was going to be in each pack, Peter. Ten commons, three uncommons, one rare or mythic rare, and one premium foil card. 
any rarity, including the extremely rare premium foil Power 9 card. Or one Power 9 card. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty damn good deal. Yeah. yeah. I'll give them that. Considering, like, if you open a Power 9 card, it's got to be worth a minimum of 100 tickets, right? Yeah, minimum. With how, with how stupidly rare they're going to be? Yeah. Oh, hard to say, because if they have, depends how many events they have firing, where you might where, uh, come back and backfire. I forgot what the last event happened with that, but... Okay, so in Modern Masters, um, Tarmogoyf, right, the most valuable cards out of Common Master, or Modern Masters is the Tarmogoyf. Yeah. And, um... To look them up right now, but I know Tarmogoyfs are worth are still worth somewhere around eighty five tickets right now. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Online. So, and that's just the regular Tarmogoyf from Modern Masters. I don't even we're know. We're talking the, Power Nine. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking Power Nine, which are going to be more rare than Tarmogoyf, right? Because these Power Nines are going to be they're more rare than Mythic rare because they can yeah. only be in that one spot, that premium spot. Uh, and then the Power 9 themselves are going to be Mythic Rares in that Mythic Rare spot, or in that premium spot. Right? Yeah. So, they're like super ultra Whamadine ridiculous Mythic Rare. Pretty much. Is basically what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay, forgot to make convinced. You're going to make a pretty penny if you pull any of these. I'm probably going to do a, a, dra a few drafts and pre-releases just to try getting one. Yeah. So... It's okay, so worth it. so as a comparison here again, Peter, your foil Tarmogoyf, your foil Tarmogoyf from Modern Masters is the best seller, is 110 tickets for a foil Tarmogoyf from Modern Masters. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to bet Power Nine will be worth way more than 110. <laughs> We're talking almost a year worth of tickets, probably. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I'm doing. I'm cra if I crack a Black Lotus, that is going instantly to bots and being like, well, thank you for supporting my draft habit for the next year and a half. <laughs> and or making a car payment. Uh, what else did we have on here that we went over when you were gone? Uh, Secret Santa was your thing. Secret Santa, yes. Yugular uh, is wants to host the Popper of the People Community Secret Santa. Um, so that's going to go down, and he has all the setting up for that. You just got to sign up on the forums for it. And this is like actually getting whatever you get. It's the limit is ten to twenty dollar item, and you just mail it to him in the mail by by you know sometime by December first. You have a month to do it. Yeah, and if you're interested, you go on the po on the forums, post in that you're interested, and you have like a wish list of stuff you're looking for or ideas, and like what you get will mix it all up, and then he will give you someone at random, and then you'll just buy for that person. You'll get all that info you that you submit to Ugular. So, yeah. should be fun. I'm signed up for it. Yeah. But yeah. So we got that. MGG Commander decks are out. The deck lists are out. Each one looks pretty like the pretty good value for the $30 you put into it. Sol Rings, again, getting reprinted in all of them, along with some uh, some pretty cool hot ticket commanders that everyone likes, like Sharoom and Charm. stuff like that. Sharm, yeah. Someone made mention on the deck list, which I got kind of excited, and I looked at the deck list. Uh, Gwendolyn DeCorchy's like, no, Gwendolyn DeCorchy. I thought they were talking like there was one in the deck. 
Because I've been looking for her forever. It's because she came from Legends. Yeah, but they have one of... They, the Bant list has Legends in it. It has the... Rabine, or whatever the heck her name is. Oh, Rabina Soulsinger? Rabina Soulsinger, yeah. So they're reprinting Rabina Soulsinger. Well, that's because she's a nice card, because she just mind controls people. Yeah. I was hoping to get Gwendolyn Bikorchi, though. We all know why you want her, and no, you're not going to get her. <laughs> that's just awesome. <laughs> I want a Gwendolyn Bikorchi, darn it. That's all I do want. I want to make a deck out of her. But, uh, so that's there. That's and then, uh, that's pretty much all we really had. Oh, hey. I remember that what? card. Oh, nothing. Gwendolyn Bikorchi? No, 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 Rubina Soul Singer. Oh, yeah. That was like one of the first cards I've ever, I ever owned in Magic. Yeah, so. It's not a half bad card for Commander. Yeah. So basically, that's all we really had about what you missed. Just, we talked about the Goodreads articles and stuff. Okay. But yeah. So. I guess we'll just close this show out. Can you actually do a sign off right this time, Nate? Actually, no, before that, do you have any Rages of the Week? I don't. I'm sorry. No, no, nobody raged on me. I played in like four events. Nobody raged on well, me. You gotta do a better. <laughs> I raged on some people. <laughs> I raged on some people because I got really screwed on mana and like on one event. You, you, you're failing. You need. You need to get people. You get get people mad. Go for it. Even my rage was kind of like, it was like kind of like a British rage. I'm very yeah. sorry, good sir. I'm really tired of getting mana screwed. Good game, good sir. That was my that was my rage. Pretty it's much like polite, that. Like just It was the polite rage. <laughs> oh, I'm angry and you're a wonderful person. How dare you? <laughs> Comments and feedback again. Everyone everyone seems happy. No one's complaining, so I consider that a plus. No news is good news. Yeah, that's good. That's good news. Uh but yeah, so till next week, I'm Nate. And I'm, I'm Chris. Peter. Then I'm Chris. Really? <laughs> I get it right, and then you guys. Oh. I guess he kind of got used to me not being here, so I'm sorry about that, Chris. That was kind of my bad. But I'm still yeah, gonna take the second fine. spot every freaking time. You're gonna be the second so... spot from every time from now on. Okay. Got yeah, it. You're second. What? What? We're just debating how to do the sign-offs from now on. If you get it right from now on. Yeah. We do we do, you want to review the sign-off? This is all good. This is all get. This is all getting cut out anyway. So whatever. Let's, re let's redo the sign off. Hey, it's like the best stuff. You <laughs> saved this. You saved this and you put it at the beginning of the episode. All right. Or the back end. All right. Yeah, you two ready now? Yeah. You get you two are just like like, I'm the one driving the car and you got two kids fighting in the back. You don't hear. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you guys be quiet. Or I'm gonna turn this car on right now. You won't do it. You don't have the balls. Dad, Peter called me a butthead. <laughs> no, uh, and he totally ate my popsicle. Okay. No, uh, it fell on the ground and the dog ate it. <laughs> you don't have a dog. It smells like it's a kitten. Crap. <laughs> Alright. Until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Peter. And I'm Chris. This is Popper of the People. Uh,